What are you laughing at? Uh, you ever just, you read a story? By the way, welcome to uh, Ed and Red. Uh, I'm Ed, she's Red. Uh, you ever just read a news story? <laughs> it's so horrible that you just couldn't, you can't help but laugh. Because I've horrible read plenty and... of horrible news stories. Uh, the one, the one I've read recently about a woman was being evicted and she unleashed bees on the people. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> How do you like? What is she a supervillain? How do you? How does she get control of bees? Yeah, well, she's a beekeeper, and she. What is it? Yeah, the headline is, uh, "Women released a swarm of bees on uh by uh on police." Uh, a police. So yeah, uh, 55 years old in Massachusetts. Uh, sheriff's deputies were serving an eviction notice. Uh, she arrived in a beekeeper suit with a trailer full of beehives, jumped <laughs> out, and started shaking the hives. <laughs> you know, and the quotes are excellent. Never in all my years of leading the Hampton County Sheriff's Civil Process Division have I seen something like this, said Robert Hoffman, Chief Deputy of the Civil Process Office. I hope that these out-of-country protesters will reconsider using such extreme measures in the future because they will be charged and prosecuted. What are you going to charge them with? Attack by bees? Well, it gets better. When the woman was handcuffed and arrested and told that several officers were allergic, she said, oh, you're allergic? Good. That's awesome. Well, that's attempted murder. Where did... Well, no, she'd have to know that they were uh, allergic well, it's to reckless. be attempted murder. Yeah, but, but I mean, when I saw it, I mean, first of all, bees in this context, never not funny. Well, it's but, it's, it's honestly like a supervillain story. Yeah, yeah. It, it just sort of shows the state of things right now. And I have my theories about why. But this is this is just a sign of the times. Well, I mean, it, there's so many unanswered questions. Like she couldn't afford to pay rent, but apparently had bees and a beekeeper suit. That's the best part. The beekeeper suit. That's well, the supervillain kind of aspect, right? She doesn't actually live in the home. So what's she complaining about? I'm I'm not sure. That's the piece of the story that doesn't like it's not really explained who lives in there like a a giant like like the fly with jeff goldblum there's a half bee half human person living in there it's some it's some sort of protest but the the original story is paywalled so i I can't get it you know but uh yeah there's i shouldn't laugh because it's not it's serious when uh, somebody who's allergic is, is, is yeah, scary. you can you can die, um, yeah. and you know you you can wear a bulletproof vest, but you can't wear a bee a bee proof vest. You have right. to wear like a whole a whole outfit. Imagine cops having to start wearing beekeeper suits every time they go to process something, something local. That's hilarious, though. It's not funny. See, that's the thing. It's hilarious, but it's not funny. Yeah, like it's just so awful. Like this person took the time. To plot out this this grand scheme of bees, it's so awful that it's hilarious, but it's not funny. I don't know if people are grasping what it is I'm saying here. No, I I get it. It's hilarious, but it's not funny. Yeah, like it's it's just so absurd 
It just you, you look at it, you just shake your freaking head. This other story I was thinking about in uh, Mississippi, uh, there's a Mississippi daycare under investigation after childcare workers uh, allegedly scared toddlers with a mask from the movie Scream. That if yeah. the kids were being that to make the kids behave and to frighten them, they would put on the the mask from the movie Scream. Like children, the, the best is the uh, the daycare was called Little Blessings Child Care and Learning Center. Uh huh. Uh huh. And the, here's the, the here's the thing that's even funnier. They show the mug shots of the five women. Okay. Oh, they their their faces without the scream mask are scarier than the scream mask. Yeah, there, there's no immediate. Co- I've I've just sort of censored about ten different comments because they're all so unkind and i don't want it spoken on the radio like if i was a kid and i had these faces uh working with me like i would want them to please wear the scream mask. okay I, I'm, I'm going to say what i thought and yes. it's awful Good. they look like incest met fatal alcohol syndrome <laughs> and maybe that's so like they are wearing smooth brain on their face. And I don't like saying smooth brain because I actually know someone whose kid had a condition where he literally had a smooth brain and the child died. But there we go. It's um, like for those who haven't who haven't uh, Googled the article yet, you know, those websites uh, variously called people of Walmart. Yeah. People who shop at Walmart. Yeah. Which, ah. I, which I don't like that site because I find that it's just it, it's making fun of poor people. Um but the kind of people you would see there are the kind of people you see. There's one in particular where you, when you guys look it up, as I know you're looking it up now, a uh, person's wearing a like aqua color shirt uh, with her eyes shut and her face. It, it it looks like somebody put made her face out of silly putty and stretched it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not inaccurate about. The people of Walmart. Just so like who decides that they're going to work with children? You would think that they would have some kind of sensitivity, but no, they probably this is probably the only uh, jobs they could get. And they had no particular and especially to the U.S. Nothing's regulated. So, no. you know, nothing's regulated. It's all buyer beware. So they uh they 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 got jobs without having any particular uh, facility for caring for children. Uh, Lord, I'm looking at these faces. I'm hoping to God they themselves don't have children. Knowing oh, full they have well, children. knowing full well, they've yeah. got a trailer full. They have children. Each, oh yeah, every one of them, every one of them. And you know, at least three of these five habitually wear stretch pants. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably brightly colored stretch pants. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with brightly colored stretch pants. I own a pair, but you know what I'm saying? Well, there's nothing wrong with any body type as long as you dress for your body type. Um, well, these are the stories that, you know, you see this stuff about, we've talked about it before, about, you know, the 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 attacks on, on LGBTQ plus, ch- like, youth workers and teachers and librarians 
and all that stuff. And they use these sort of edge cases, in many cases made up, like that whole thing about kids identifying as cats and using the litter box, which isn't true, even though Joe Rogan says his friend's wife said it happened to her. What I don't happened know if you to her? She, she, actually, she actually used the litter box? No, she, uh, I don't know, because it's a lie, right? It didn't happen. So Joe Rogan's friend's wife could not possibly have seen it. The only thing they can find is even remotely close to it is they keep cat litter in case of an active shooter. And kids have to barricade in the classroom. If somebody has to use a toilet they can't access, they go in in basically a makeshift camper potty. Isn't that amazing? That's all they can find. Isn't that isn't that awesome that uh, instead of solving the problem of school shooters, they're now trying to find ways to accommodate kids when there is a school shooter? Well, it's ghoulish, right, that they took that and turned it into this attack on like they have to stop whipping people up. Well, right? or you're going to get more bee attacks from women who don't live in the house. Right? Um, the, I started a rumor. I tried to start an Internet rumor this week that there were kids in the U.S. who are identifying as horses. And so schools mm -hmm. were installing uh, feeding troughs in the cafeteria. And I'm, I'm hoping that that eventually I get an interview on Tucker Carlson. <laughs> yeah. About this, this horrible phenomenon. You know, the thing that really gets me is there's there's this, I don't know who, who this quote is from. It said, patriotism is the last refuge of scoundrels. Okay. But I think, Think of the children is the last refuge of scoundrels. Oh, it, it totally. Well, actually, think of the children these days is the first refuge of scoundrels. It's what they go to. Because whenever you, you, they say, you know, kids are using uh, litter boxes, and you say, that's not true. They say, you don't care about kids. You hate kids. You don't. It's like, no, the story is bull. But they always yeah. find a way to turn it around as, as if you're saying that uh, you don't care about children. Well, and, I mean, pedophile is the new Nazi online, right? Just completely overused, cheapened, call anybody who you disagree it to get them to shut up. Well, I don't like the fact that they've shortened it to calling people pedos. They've given it this uh, cutesy little uh, ha 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 funny name. It's a very serious problem. But yeah, they've uh... turned it into cheap political ammunition. And they're, you know they're doing it because... Um, they don't even necessarily, some people believe it and those people are utter, they're off their, their nut, but there are uh, people who are doing it because they think it's hilarious to charge people with big pedos. You, you, like giving something a cute little name like that, um, you're, you're, you're distracting, you're, you're trivializing the actual problem. Yeah. I mean, at least when we were schadenfreude earlier, we were going, it's hilarious, but not funny. Right. Yeah. We were self-aware with it but these people just it when this stuff happens i mean the funny thing is these are the ver the very people that drop the whole darvo thing who's darvo you know deny accuse reverse victim and offender it's what people do when they get caught with shenanigans darvo darvo i thought yeah. that was the guy who created the, the, uh, the daleks in uh, doctor who Excellent reference. Okay, it's deny, attack, and reverse victim and offender. It's what perpetrators of wrongdoing, particularly sexual offenders, do in response to being held accountable for their own behavior. And of course, you know, more and more, 
these these you know defenders of the faith keep getting caught doing horrible stuff and i don't know why the christian right of all movements is accusing anybody else of pedophilia considering in the u.s both the catholic church and the southern baptist church well even in canada you know the catholic church was tied up in the residential school thing but they both have major child abuse scandals yeah and the thing is those are the, the people in the states christian nationalism in the u.s is not christian because Jesus, if Jesus were to come back and see them using his name, he'd open a can whoop ass on them. Because oh yeah, these people are the people who believe that who follow the Jesus wants you to be rich nonsense. No, Jesus was never about you about being rich. Jesus was about sharing what you have with the poor. These people hate the poor. They just hate them, and yeah. they have they they, they don't well, they follow sneer any. At the poor. They don't follow any of the teachings of Jesus. Not only that, the Jesus that they follow, this this European, this image of this European man, there's no way Jesus, a Middle Eastern uh, Jew, would have looked any. I've never seen a Middle Eastern Jew that looks like the pictures of Jesus. No, like never. Maybe after a lot of plastic surgery. You know, it it it. Uh, they didn't have the plastic States. surgery back then. No. No, I don't think right. so. I well, mean, they made water into wine, but I don't think they had nose jobs. I've never known uh, Middle Eastern Jews to have hair as long and straight as the depictions of Jesus in pictures. It's yeah. uh, the, well, that's, know, that's health and, you know, that that was the that was the beauty standards of the Renaissance. Right. That's where those images come from. If these people had to worship what Jesus actually would have looked like. They they would they would expose themselves to bees, which probably would be a good thing. All right, um, that was a whole lot of conversation about a whole bunch of things all at once. Which, by the way, is an interesting movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, great uh, movie! Yeah, it's a, if you have a chance to see it on streaming, uh, it star it's Michelle Yeoh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Michelle Yeoh, who's awesome. Um, she is in this movie, and I can't really fully describe it. It's about basically uh, an Asian woman in America uh, slowly losing her mind, I think, uh, in parallel the, universes. And, yeah, uh, it's an existential crisis. Uh, bagels. Mixed with, yeah, mixed with the immigrant experience. It's a, it's a very specific thing that apparently happens to older Chinese ladies. I've talked to, I've talked to a few friends who are like, yeah, that's every family. But <laughs> it's, it's very entertaining. It's great action. It's funny. It's bittersweet. Uh, it, and Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome in it. Yes. She's great too. Everybody's good in it. I was just talking to somebody earlier today and I said, everybody's good at it. There's not a weak performance in the thing. No. Um, so we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, um, we had stuff we wanted to talk about before we did the show, and now I've forgotten it. So we will consult uh, during the break, and we will come back to you with um, more show. Um, that sound fair? It doesn't matter. We have to do it. Okay, but you can at least provide me some moral cover. All right, we'll be back after this. That was moral cover. We have no choice. We are innocent. Leanna, you know what may be one of the greatest crimes 
of the people in Canada who now call themselves conservative? It's that uh, they don't. Oh, well, yeah. This was a rhetorical question. You don't need to answer. They're spelling uh, on social media. Well, okay. Yes, spelling <laughs> and grammar clearly not a, not a priority for them. But, I had one guy. Yeah. Um, say spell a hole like the actual word, but I understand I'm not allowed to say that on radio. Yeah. Uh, spelled it a s s w h o l e. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to think what that and, would and be. And said and said she Hulk was obviously or objectively bad writing, but left the e out of objectively. Yes, person who can't spell, I'm going to take your word on writing. Thing that bothers me is they have it's like they have they have no originality. They keep copying everything out of an American playbook. Like, it's, can you at least be crazy in a Canadian way? Do you have to? Yeah. Just, do you have to just? It's like you know what drives me crazy about Canada's Walk of Fame. Could you find no other way to uh, to to memorialize or uh, celebrate Canadian uh, achievement than by copying? Something that is very clearly an American institution, the well, Walk of Fame. It drives me crazy. Use if you're if you're gonna do something, stop just completely copying America. And in this case, I'm reading a story how conservatives are now saying that Dr. Teresa Tam has lost the confidence of Canadians. It's like, who are you speaking for? And it, this is again, here they are trying to do the uh, Dr. Fauci thing because in the yeah. states, the the conservatives yeah. all turned on Fauci. Well. He didn't support because he contradicted that idiot Trump who was who was lying about the dangers of of COVID. Um, well, the the CDC, which is not Fauci, did mess up in place. It's not Fauci, right? He's he was the advisor for the yes. task force. Right. Yes. So the CDC is a separate entity. They did make some missteps, but they were honest mistakes. They They do need to clean up their act. But it wasn't, you know, they weren't lying to the public the way people are claiming. And I'm I'm really disturbed by the way people are warping the way scientific discovery works with this stuff. Science is not religion. You know, things aren't delivered in, you know, the golden tablets and and eternal throughout time. Understanding the ep the epistles, right? I the, always have that. What kind of word is epistle? Um, piss a, in it. I don't a, know. A funny it's, one. It, yeah. Yeah. Epistle. Uh, but you know, science evolves. They use the best information they have at the time until they get better information, and then they update it. That is how science works. Yeah, and but that is exactly what these lunatics. And I don't think they're all lunatics. I think some of them are bad faith grifters, and some but, of them are just just so stupid. I don't know how their how their autonomic functions work, how they don't have to sit there and actually concentrate on breathing. Well, I, I have a I have a friend who says the minute you get someone engaging in magical thinking, they it is easier and easier and easier to get them to believe utter nonsense. And I think that's what's going on with a lot of these people. I mean, I'm still dealing with long covid, so I have zero, zero patients, like negative integers for people going on about that junk right now like it's ridiculous it's uh it, it, it's cruel when people are suffering long-term effects of a disease 
and they're going on about the blinking vaccine and masks. And obviously blinking is not the word I wanted to use there. You know what I see, which I like, come on, is the tactic whereby they say something is proven um, and it's not proven. Like I've seen a lot of interactions on my Facebook page when talking about something like the 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 virus, for example, it's been proven that Can- the Canadian government was not following science. They were doing it for political reasons. So it, no, it was never. What is this proven? It's like when Trump says, you know it, I know it, everyone knows it. It's this. It, it's been proven. But no, it's not been. Show me where this is being proven. And if they even respond at all, they give me some blog by a guy who, yeah. or a woman who says, who's, whose name is doctor. And if you look into it, they're like a podiatrist. Yeah, doctor like, philosophy. Yeah, like people have nothing, or they could even be immunologists, but mm. without them having actually been involved in the uh, research into uh, COVID, they don't know any better. Like they're able to uh, better assess right. research than the average idiot who does their own research, but they, they don't have any actual direct knowledge. So they, their proof is spurious arguments by people who don't have any standing, who don't have any actual knowledge, who don't have any actual um, uh, uh, experience in this area. And you, 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 they link you to it. You look, you say, what is this Mickey Mouse crap? This isn't proof of anything. It's, it's not about who makes the best argument anymore. It's about who yells the loudest. And... Yeah, I, I saw a, a cartoon said about Jeopardy, yeah. where they say, uh, "Yes, Jed, um, your answer is correct, and you answered first, but uh, Melanie screamed louder than you, so yeah. she gets the points." Yeah, that's the way it works now, and and they they know they know that people won't check if someone seems extremely certain. People think, oh, well, they seem very certain. They speak with authority. They must, you know, they must know what they're talking about. And the minute you start breaking down the argument, they just start name calling. Well, because they have nothing. I mean, people are, people well, are what going they have, more and what, more insane. Well, what they have is the knowledge that people will go, there's two sides to every story and usually split down the middle. Yeah, that's the more not true. insane it's not true. It's it's a golden mean fallacy. But, you know, they know that's the way people think. And so the further they can pull things to a crazy extreme, the more people's actual knowledge of the subject gets skewed and they do it deliberately. The truth is there are two there are two sides to every story. There's the truth and then there's lies. Um, well, OK, it's you it's, don't have to. This whole idea of balance somewhere in the uh, the 90s, I think it turned it started to turn oh, so Fox that News. It started. Yeah, it started to be that uh, the idea of balance in reporting was not um, uh, being objective in your reporting. It was giving uh, people who were wrong equal time to people who are correct. And- yeah, well, people who who the facts who who stick who have a version of the facts as opposed to just you know that that is that as John Stewart said that is so made up you know yeah yeah um, yeah it's like all, all 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 opinions are not created equal 
And we've got too many people speaking out of their area of expertise with a platform and getting people believing nonsense. I would say that they're speaking out of their butts. No, you watch these people get twisted by these groups. You know, it's... Well, these are mostly people who feel disenfranchised. And so when they're, they're welcomed by a group, um, they are so taken with being accepted and not being loners and losers anymore that they will echo whatever this group tells them to echo just so they can feel like they're part of a group because yeah. they yeah, don't want to yeah. be alone again. And yeah. so the idea, see these people, we look at, the, you know, many of us look at the world, you know, look at things and we assess it in terms of uh, true or untrue. They don't look at the world, like guys like Donald Trump, they don't look at the world as to whether something is true or untrue. It's whether somebody can believe, will believe it or not believe it. It has well, nothing to yeah. do with any interest in it. It's what can I get them to believe? That's all. There is no... Uh, there, there, there is no um, uh, baseline of worrying about whether something is true or not. It's irrelevant to them. Well, and I mean, these groups prime people in talking points and tactics designed to upset people who care about them and wear them out so they can't take it anymore. Because we all know that, you know, the way to to way the combat to combat extremism is through compassion. But there's only so many verbal beatings you can take before you have to step away and they fill these people's heads with such nonsense that you know it's they think they're making sense and they're not and i've i've seen some very good people go down these rabbit holes and it's it's really really upsetting it's like can everybody just stop going full kanye it and and that's what I think is so tragic about Kanye West. If these sorts of groups can get to somebody like that, no one is safe. You know, they just took a pre-existing mental illness and exploited it. Well, you know, I, I'm waiting until someone tells Kanye that these people who are cheering him as he, he expresses these uh, old anti-Semitic tropes, wait till he finds out what these people actually think of black people. Well, and that I mean, Black Twitter's been saying that for years, right? They they've been calling Kanye out since like I don't understand two thousand and nine. I don't understand this Black Twitter. I have like Twitter, and I don't know what color my Twitter is. I don't know like where that means is white Twitter. So like, where do where does one find Black Twitter? Well, okay, it's the the conversation topics that happen because you know that the trends that are displayed for you are based on your past activity. Yeah. Right? And so basically there's black Twitter, there's Desi Twitter. Who's there's Desi? Is Desi, that for, like it, South Asian like, people. Like Lucy's uh, husband? No. Oh, um, South Asian people. Yeah. And I mean, okay, so there's, you know, there, there's, uh, I get stuff that was like, you know, is updates there, on Tigray there, region. A lot there, of people is are. Is there gay Twitter? Yeah. Is there trans Twitter? Oh, yes. I I am now very connected to trans Twitter because I got dunked on by J.K. Rowling. Are there people who are afraid of clowns Twitter? I don't think that has its own sort of trending topics. People who hate candy corn Twitter? No, sadly. No? I am alone. Oh, no. no. Most people don't like candy corn. But I mean, they're, they're informal groups, right? It, it's sort of just lumping of people. 
Well, how um, do I? It's like people used to talk for years about the dark web. I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. How do I? I don't know how to get to the dark web. And so I don't know how to get more accurately. Be, it's the deep web. The deep web. The dark, yeah. I don't know how to get there. I'm still in the shallow end. I uh, I would be very curious to 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 find out what's being said on black Twitter and Desi Twitter and gay Twitter and trans. I would be very I'd rather see that than some of the garbage that I get trending on my it, Twitter. You know, you know what? I have found it's actually higher quality conversations. I have to be very careful, obviously, <laughs> what I say on black Twitter. But it's really I had a really interesting conversation with a guy today about um, black wealth and the black billionaire um, phenomenon in the U.S. and how it's actually like Canada is documented to have worse systemic racism than the U.S. structurally because we don't have black billionaires. Yeah, but how many white billionaires do we have? Well, yeah, but there's enough accumulated wealth. And see, that's the problem with Canada. Corporations don't give back to the community, right? You know, in, in the U.S., the idea of a good corporate citizen no, they, they do. died somewhere in the 1970s. They do a horrible much, death. They do much more. U.S. companies will invest in, say, their local Little League team much more than than Canadian companies. Well, everything is government here, right? So, you know, in the U.S., that's how that's how guys like Ben Shapiro go. People have, like, you know, his uncle has a mattress company and they give him money, right? That's how guys like him get off the ground. It's not it's not because they immediately, I mean, Haston Piker, Jank Uyghurs is his uncle. He he isn't self-made. Jank Uyghur is the guy behind the Young, Young Turks. Turks website, which is a very popular left left leaning. Yeah. The say? big socialist nepotism hires his nephew, who's now making millions. That's the hypocrisy right there. But in the U.S., why am I never related to anybody rich? Well, that that's the thing, right? That's how these things get off the ground. You got to know someone. The rich get richer. The poor get poorer. And so with the U.S., because there are these enclaves of black wealth in parts of L.A., Atlanta, Houston, you know, places like that, they can invest and they can elevate and they can, even though the system is, yes, working against them, they can override that through ironically capitalism that you know a lot of the people say is the reason for all the inequality but here because everything is so government and because companies don't stand up and invest in the things they believe in they don't really invest you know you, you they, they they put their money into hockey and hockey and you know hockey. the occasional and and hockey uh, with an occasional i'm trying to think of the other thing they put money in you know cbc comedies or something like that but they don't put money into really grassroots stuff they want a certain number of eyeballs instead of doing these little kind of micro grants and that means that you got to know people you have to know how to talk the talk you have to be connected to the system and so we actually have worse outcomes. That I mean, I mean, but the do we US have as, has incredibly do we have unequal as many outcomes. per capita black people as the U.S.? Do we have as much per capita wealth? You know, in I the don't. US? I don't know that about um, about Canada's black population. Um, I would almost think that we have more people of Chinese heritage uh, than black people. 
Yeah, I mean the 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 black population has stayed relatively stable. Um but I know it's 13% in the US. Uh I'm looking it up. Oh yeah, it's it's um uh 3.5% of Canada's total population and 15.6% of the population defined as a visible minority. All right. I uh, you know what? Um it's just when you it's just hard to hear that Canada has more structural racism. Oh, than, I, it was hard to swallow. Well, when I go out and I see uh, how white people are interacting with people of color, like they're, you know, even their body that's language not, isn't that's not showing any, racism, any racism, any any hesitation at all. That's not structural racism. How many black people do you see in Canadian politics? Not many. A couple. Yeah. Not many. You can think of a lot more black people in U.S. politics, right? There are a lot more black Congress people than MPs, for instance. Maybe that's because, what it means. Maybe it's because the black people up here recognize that it's insane to go into politics. Well, but that that's why that Hamilton song, The Room Where It Happens, is so poignant, right? Because that, Hamilton, that's, the musical, not yeah. Town. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened, right? You got to be where the sausage is made. And, but wear boots. Yeah, but wear boots and gloves and, you know, cover yourself up as much as you possibly can because it's it's going to get messy. But it we don't we we like to look away from this in this country. And you know what? There are things we do much better. Like you said, individual people do not treat each other terribly. And there are structural reasons for that, like free healthcare and no second amendment, right? But then there are other things that we ignore. And the big problem is the government offers these programs, but people don't know how to access them. And having come from the Jane Finch area, I, I, I've seen this, I've struggled against this myself. And it's, it's, it's what you're taught. It's it's how you're plugged in. And people can get all the education they want. They can get a master's degree. They can get a PhD. The schools where people of color are going to, well, black people in particular, it, you know, there is not a homogenous minority experience, right? But even with, with black people, where they can access doesn't give them access to the tools. And without organizations, um, guiding people through the process so they can learn how it works. This grant money sits there unspent. And the government goes, oh, these programs aren't popular. People don't use the programs. And so the conservatives come in and cut them all. And then the liberals come back in and restore them all. But people don't know to how to access them. So the program on paper doesn't help anybody because the money's not getting distributed because it takes too long. It's too hard. It's too labor intensive. And people don't have you know, the intergenerational wealth where they can sit at home filling out grant applications all day for six months. That's the problem. That's how systemic inequality grows. When we come back, I would like to talk about the Jews and Hollywood. What? Yeah. We're not we're not going to talk about the, the nonsense with the entire education system. That too. We have two more segments. Well, that was certainly a tease. All right. I just decided, well, because it's something you said, twig something. And I thought, you know what? Let's address this head on. All right. So when we come back, um, 
could be the beginning of the end of our show. What? Uh, I don't know. People get freaked out. Uh, stick around. I'm going to offer you a perspective on the whole thing about Jews in the media when we okay. come back. All right, we're back. We are back. I'm, we are back. I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Historically, through hundreds of years, um, typically Christian populations have disallowed Jews from taking up certain professions and allowed them only to, to take up professions that are considered below Christian people. Um, and so Jews, for example, were allowed, they weren't allowed to, to, to own land. They weren't allowed yeah. to, to be doctors. They weren't allowed to be professionals. But, but they but, could loan money. But they could loan money. They were right. allowed to loan money because loaning money was seen as beneath Christian people. Yeah, so having, usury was a sin. You couldn't do it. Having no other way to make a living, right? Uh, Jews took the only opportunities available to them, which were crappy opportunities, yeah. wound up building, being successful with it, and then the Christian populations who forced them into taking these uh, th these these roles turn around and hate them and kill them because they were successful and made a living for themselves in something that the Christians considered was below them. That's banking. Also, same thing happened with Hollywood when yep. when movies. Uh, you know, mo moving pictures, as they called them. Yeah, Jewish um, producers, Irish directors. Well, they, the, it was considered, uh, movie houses were considered practically the same level as brothels. Yeah. They were, and people who invested in them were seen as fools because it was a fad. Um, and that it was just, it was un an unsavory business. Mm -hmm. And so um, Jews who came over, uh, waves of Jews who came over from Eastern Europe fleeing anti-Semitism, mm -hmm. they found that they were allowed to work in this new field of moving right. pictures because Christians didn't want to have anything to do with it. And then, except for the Irish. Except for the Irish. Right. And then, but for the same reason, they they couldn't get, you know, they couldn't get taken seriously. They were considered the low end, right? Well, they thought of them all as drunks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dangerous drugs. And that's why Hollywood showed the happy, harmless Irish drunk. It was image rehabilitation. Well, the entire listen, the entire uh, system that we know as Hollywood um, and media that that is based in America and has spread out its influence around the world. That was built by European Jews. Yep, They built that industry. Yep. So to say that Jews built Hollywood would be true. That's right. Um, and of course, as of everything, once Jews are successful in something that Christians said, we don't want to touch, they hate the Jews for it. And right. that's the same thing with, with I mean, the whole image of the, the uh, very um, urbane white Christian family that were featured in movies from the 30s onwards Mm -hmm. That was an idealized idea oh, of absolutely. Christian society built by Eastern European Jews right. who uh, came over here trying to distance themselves from an identity that brought them uh, hatred and violence yeah. in the old country. Yeah. So they, uh, they thought that th this view of this, this really nice nuclear type family, 
that never existed. It existed in the minds of these Eastern European Jews who were raised nine people to a room in, yeah. in, in Brooklyn and places like that. So yeah. the entire idea behind uh, Christian America that they consider, you know, the, the values they want to go back to, that whole thing was a fiction created by the longings of European Jews. Well, now, but it was also a propaganda, a post-war propaganda effort, right? Well, trying the, trying once, to minimize. Been established, yeah. Yeah, try, trying to minimize the uh, impacts of combat trauma. Didn't work, didn't work. But that, that was the idea. It was a high wire act. So are there Jews still in uh, media roles? Sure there are. That's like saying that there shouldn't, like there's something nefarious about black people being involved in hip hop. It yeah. was their art well, form. Well, maybe that's not the best example because that's pretty demonized too. Well, but black music, hip hop and stuff is the most popular uh, type of music now sales wise. Um, and of course, you're going to see a lot of black artists there because this was their art form. They were the ones who pioneered it. There. And so... Yeah, but this... look at look at the demonization of say twerking, which is how is that how is that any different than any other funny dance move? But oh, twerking is so gross and sexualized and scandalous. No, it's not. Well, I mean, it's a little different than the funky chicken. Okay, but like Michael Jackson used to grab his crotch back in the day. Yeah, like and there's it, there's I guess my point is Kanye West going on and on about the Jews there. It has been a, a thing for generations. The Jews control Hollywood. The Jews control Hollywood. First of all, there's no such thing as the Jews. Okay. Well, Jews and the, the fact are as diverse as anybody else. And if Jews were really had some agenda in Hollywood, we would see TV shows and movies pushing uh, Jewish characters and Jewish lifestyles oh, and Jewish Ed, holidays. Ed, and we don't woke, get that. The woke. Don't you know it's coming for you, Ed? The woke. The woke media. What does that have to do with Jews? Well, don't you know? It's all an agenda to push out its replacement theory, right? I mean, for people who I am using that word facetiously, I don't use the word woke seriously because the, you know, conservatives use it as an anti-black dog whistle. But it's the woke media and it's nudging a wink. The Jews control the woke media. The woke media, there's a big agenda. They, it hates straight white guys. It hates you. It, it People believe this nonsense. I, I have friends who might not be my friends much longer because they have drank this Kool-Aid. Is that grammatically correct? Is it drank or drunk? I don't know. But like they're all in on woke media, woke media. And you and I both know we've been in this business long enough. It, media is not woke it's narcoleptic Me that's a good way to put it media yeah. and we have to wrap this up but media only cares about making money right if, if they think that they can make some money by using a type a certain type of messaging they will do it because so they are making money but they are they are cynically exploiting it they're not actually trying to further associate these people there are also are there are structural, yeah there are structural reasons why things are shifting the way they are we can talk about that after the break if you want well, but, all I, the, point, the only point I want to make is, yes, there are a lot of Jews 
in the entertainment business. Jews built the business and their families stayed active in it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that there's not plenty of non-Jews. And quite frankly, the Jews in Hollywood that I know are the least observant Jews you will ever meet. Oh, yes. They are Jews who wish they weren't Jews in many cases. Um, the, Adam the, Levine walking around with all his tattoos. Yeah, and serving pork at his wedding. Like, yeah. Um, so the idea that Jews are controlling the media and try, uh, trying to put messages in there that serve Jews, um, no, no. You still have a hard time. Fi find me a TV series where the main character is a Jew. Well, they're there. It's just a nudge and a wink. Well, in in TV shows where they have Jewish characters, they get married by a priest. They well, don't I mean, do the Moon, Jewish wedding. Moon Knight's Jewish. Yeah, okay. That that was not a good upbringing for him. Um, yeah, but Moon Knight's Jewish. We, we but where to, do they? I, but I like where do they accurate. show? Where do they show positive examples? I mean, the Goldbergs is a sitcom. Right. How? How Jewish is that? What Jewish ethics are they trying to push on people? Like, it's just, you, you, you it's know just what absurd. the show I thought they were pretty decent, positive was is NCIS. Who's Jewish in NCIS? Well, Ziva was. Oh, yeah, which was weird because she was an Israeli agent <laughs> played by a Spanish girl. Well, uh, yeah, she's Latin American, isn't she? Like, I forget I where think she's, she's actually from, from Spain. Oh, is she? Cote yeah. de Pablo, really? Yeah, I think so. All right, oh, we got to okay. go to a break. Okay. We'll be back after this. Okay, we've only got a few minutes. Cote de Pablo is Chilean. Chilean? Yeah. That's near Spain. What? Okay, let's move on. Yeah. Um, uh, you had said something before the break, but something you want to talk oh, about. I know about we want the, to talk the, stru the structural reasons why you're seeing more media for women and why it's not a woke agenda. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. It's mainly streaming services. It's not true on network, right? Shows like Blue Bloods and The Rookie and all those stuff, those, those clearly center white men, right? It's not network we're talking about. It's it's streaming at this point that seems to be female leads, people of color, all that stuff, right? And there's very good reasons for that. One, men tend to be early adopters of streaming services. And there hasn't been a new one around for a while. So they've reached saturation. They've got all the men they're going to get. There's no more to get. And so they need growth from other market segments. Therefore, <laughs> and I should say white men, right? So they're trying to bring in more people of color. They're trying to bring in more women. Makes sense, right? It's a good business plan. Right. Secondly, men are more likely to steal content they're more likely to torrent content so companies don't make things for people who don't pay for them makes sense right yes if you want people to make content for you pay for it thirdly advertisers know that women have an amplification effect in the family because women still do the majority of like housework and household shopping so if you get a, a woman, a female head of household to use a certain laundry detergent, dish soap, ketchup, brand of margarine, body wash, so on and so forth. You've got that family for on average two more generations. People just buy what they did, what they had growing up. And so wine moms have a lot of market power in terms of purchasing. So if men 
want more streaming services made for them. They got to stop torrenting and start doing more housework and doing the household shopping. If you're worried about woke, that's what you can do. I have nothing to add. To, I'm sitting here thinking, what can I add to that? That might be it's just or, or something. It's just facts. There's and, nothing I can add to that. And it's like, you know, in the cartoons where somebody does a big like Captain America speech and the two main characters go blink, 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 blink. Nah. And they go on their own way. That's what guys do when you hit them with facts like that. Well, you know what? That is a uh, good place to close the show. All right. Um, we've explained where the whole canard about Jews controlling the media comes from. It comes from the fact that they created the media and people continue to hearken back to those days and, and blame the Jews for everything. And people are just going to say, of course you'd say that, you're Jews in the media. You know what? Where is your portion of control of the media? Because if this podcast is it, channel. yeah, if this podcast is <laughs> no a YouTube channel, podcast. it, yeah, you you're on the outs. I I do my I do my it's not therapy show, and I have a YouTube channel and a Twitter account. Like that's pretty much it. I don't even post on Facebook anymore. Facebook is a hellhole. All right, we're gonna uh, uh, speaking of it's not therapy. It is Leanna's podcast offering hands on. It's on the radio too. On the radio, uh, practical solutions for everyday problems of stress. Workplace trouble, problem with friends, family, gender issues, uh, basically anything. Uh, things that you deal with day to day. Uh, Liana opens up a uh, toolkit for you on It's Not Therapy. Drops every Thursday, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Saga 960 AM, which is Saga960AM.ca. And uh, is available as a podcast wherever you get podcasts. And uh, there's, what is it, 23 or 24 episodes out there now? 23. 23 episodes out there yeah. on a number of subjects. It's very worthwhile. I know yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, what else are you going to say? No, honestly, this is, it's, it's illuminating. And this there's no psychobabble. It was on cancel culture. Yeah, it, it's just, there's a lot there that people need to hear because they're not hearing it because most people take the Dr. Phil route. Well, um, you, you can only reach the people who are willing to listen. That's true. And when everybody needs to be heard so very much, nobody's listening. Well, I hope they've been listening to this show. Um, uh, hopefully. And uh, we're ready to go. So uh, it's time for you to do our, our uh, signature goodbye. All right. I'm stoked. Ready? Ready, ready. Ready, ready. Me, me, me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.